Hey there, listeners. Welcome to Horror Movie Club, the show where two dudes who are not quite nerds but not quite noobs choose a horror movie each week to rate and review. I'm Brian. I'm on the phone with Ashvin, and today we are discussing Raw from 2016. Directed and written by Julia Ducorno, starring Garance Marilair, <laughs> Ella Rumpf, and Raba Nate Ufala. I probably mispronounced all those. <laughs> In this film, a lifelong vegetarian beginning veterinary school must confront some unique urges that emerge when she eats meat for the first time. If you're new to the show, we're going to just talk about some spoiler-free background info on this movie for the first 15 or 20 minutes here. But once we take our little break and play some transition music, that means we're headed into spoiler territory. So at that time, you should duck out and go watch this movie on Netflix. Uh, This was a request and or suggestion from multiple people. So thank you to Daniel, Nico, and Andrea. Uh, It had been on my personal watch list as well. So I figured it's about time that we check it out. And Ashvin, this one, was it on your radar? It was, yeah. I feel like it got a lot of acclaim when it came out, like it back in 2016-17, right? Did it wasn't it like make a lot of the top of the year list? Yeah, there was a lot of buzz, so it was kind of on my radar for years now. I just never really got around to it. Yeah, I kind of forgot it, it existed. But then uh, last year, I think we were all reminded when Titan came out from the same director. Yes, right. And um, on topic with all my mispronunciations as I was reading those names, we keep calling it Titan, but it's Titan. Oh, really? Yeah. But Titan has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? It does, yeah, yeah. That's so interesting. Uh, does Titan have like a French meaning or something? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just think Titanium when I see that title. Yeah, that's what I thought it was an allusion, uh, allusion to. That's interesting. Yeah. What kind of subgenre would you slap onto Raw? Oh, boy, like uh, body horror? What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I think body horror is probably the most appropriate, but I don't know. I don't know if that totally encapsulates it. Well, do you think uh, horror is a category that you would put to this film? Oh, wow. Good question. It's not... Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think body would... horror is almost like psychological horror because it, you're grappling with what's going on with your own body and it's a psychological experience to go through that. Sure. Yeah. There's a psychological component. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think it fits into New French Extremity? Yeah, you know, I was going to ask you the same thing. I mean, uh, you know, watching it, uh, I didn't think so much, just given like the other films that we've seen, like Inside and Martyrs, just because you have clear villains and like attacks happening in those, where this one, um, uh, you don't really have like a, I, I don't know, I, I know when we go through the plot, we'll talk about this, but didn't really feel like there's a real um, monster or anything or, or like villain. But um, yeah, no, I kind of struggled with that one. Do, do you think it does? I don't think it does either. Like, it's tempting because there's some kind of extreme content and it's French. Yeah. But I don't think so. Like, the the three pillars we've been using to talk about those movies are sexual decadence, bestial violence, and troubling psychosis. And Hmm. I think there's a a hint. I don't know that there's really sexual decadence in this movie. Yeah. Bestial violence... I don't know. People talk about how shocking this movie is, but I don't think it's that extreme. I was surprised because, yeah, there's like a lot of buzz around how people would like faint while they're watching this film. 
and had to be like pulled out of theaters or people were given like vomit bags. So I was expecting a lot more, uh, but you also felt like it wasn't as gruesome as you thought it, as, as you were hoping it would be. Yeah, yeah, I was hyped up to be pretty extreme, but it's just kind of run of the mill for most horror fans, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, nothing too crazy here. Yeah, like not that it's a, a PG-13 rating contender or anything like that, but it's mm-hmm. certainly nothing to rant and rave about in terms of its score content. Especially compared to like other new French extremity stuff. Yeah, I almost think it was maybe more shocking the way some elements of sexuality and nudity were handled perhaps mm. like yeah not necessarily shocking but just very upfront and and raw if you will pardon the pun sure yeah i, I hear what you're saying um yeah there was a, a good amount of like exposition there yeah so julia ducorno i think i'm pronouncing it ducorno <laughs> i don't know how to pronounce it <laughs> i like Probably would have done better if I hadn't looked it up, but I looked it up and now I'm in my own head. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, she, as we mentioned, did uh, Teton last year, and that won the like top prize at the Cannes Film Festival last year, which I didn't know. And she was the second female director ever to win that award and the first to win it uh, with a solo directorial effort. So, Wow, that's awesome. Pre- pretty big deal. And Raw screened at Cannes as well um, when it came out. But it won a prize, but like a lower tier prize from what I understand. Sure. That's awesome. And, and uh, I think Raw, what, is it like her third film or something? Um, Let's see. I think it's her... F- I think Raw was like her first feature film that was theatrical. She had a short in 2011 called Junior, and she had a TV film called Mange, and then she had Raw in 2016. She directed a couple episodes of the TV series Servant and then Teton last year. Yeah, got it. So that's, that's a pretty strong track record. Her first like two feature-length films are gaining a lot of uh, attention. For sure, yeah. Strange fun facts about Teton and Raw. Um, Garance Marilar Marillier also plays a character named Justine in Titan. Oh, Titan. And the lead in Titan alternately goes by Alexia or Adrian. Hmm. Oh, okay. So she yeah. reused all the names of the main characters in Raw for Titan. Oh, that's hilarious. And then in the short film Junior, Garance also plays a character named Justine. Oh, Very so she's odd. worked with that actress three times then? Yes. Okay. Yeah. At least oh, three. Cool. She may have been in Mange, but I can't remember. Yeah. Wow. Uh, did you, uh, watching this, like notice a lot of similarities like stylistically between this film and Titan? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. How about you? I think so, yeah. She, I, I feel like uh, this director has like a, her own pretty unique style uh, of shooting and narrative that's like pretty uniquely hers. Yeah, I found it more so in the narrative or almost in the world of these movies there's this concept called magical realism that I can't say I know much about, but from what I understand, it's like the movie takes place in the real world with some elements of magic taking place that people just kind of take it as it is. It's not like, oh my gosh, it's an incredible thing. It's just like a given that that magical thing is happening. Yeah. Yep. And while I wouldn't call anything happening in Raw or Titan magic, it's very outlandish stuff that is not grounded in reality. Right. 
and characters don't seem to react to it in the way, in the extreme way you might expect. <laughs> yeah, that that's a good point. That does kind of define both of those films. It's like these crazy things happen, but in a very like realistic way that isn't viewed as like super alarming or anything. Right. Yeah, and I mean it is alarming to the characters when these strange things happen and they have to deal with them, but it's not like the what the fuck moment you'd expect to really happen <laughs> if that actually happened to someone in reality. Sure, sure. Yeah. But these movies are both very acclaimed, as we've said. The Rotten Tomatoes scores for Raw are 93 from critics and 76% from users. Mm-hmm. The budget was $3.8 million in U.S. dollars. The box office was only $3.1 million, but it was a limited release. So keep that in mind when you hear that 3.1 number. You think that box office is uh, just U.S. box office? Because I imagine this film was released uh, abroad as well. Yeah, I imagine it must have been as well, but I'm not entirely sure, to tell you the truth. I think that $3 million was only U.S. Okay, so it's possible this movie was like a financial success based on like foreign performance. Yeah, right. And I mean, I'm sure it gets a lot of money from the various streaming services it's on in various countries as well. Yeah, right. Oh, one, one other thing I wanted to bring up about the director, uh, Julia, do, what were we saying, Ducarnell? Do, do <laughs> God, this is <laughs> not easy listening. Ducarnell. Uh, <laughs> Ducarnell, du okay. Uh, I found it really interesting that uh, I think both of her parents uh, are doctors. I think her mother is like, uh, her father's a dermatologist. Her mother is gynecologist. Oh, a gynecologist. Yeah. Which I feel like you get that. There's like a very clinical approach that she takes. And like even the topics of these films, like all about like the human body and with body horror kind of like fits under her style really well. Yes. And I think that's what makes people think these are so shocking is that clinical approach to the human body. Mm-hmm. Even not necessarily in scenes of violence, but in scenes of sexuality or not even sexuality. Like there's a bikini waxing scene in this movie that's, not sexual, but it's kind of graphic and just there. You know, it's unfiltered. Yeah. Right, right. So Yeah, the camera's like right on it. There's no like shying away or anything. Yes, right, right. So I think the way that she handles that is almost more shocking. I think just the way she handles the human body in general is more mm-hmm. shocking than the way she handles violence. Sure, yeah. Yeah, you're right. There's a certain like... Uh, I, I guess as a viewer, it, it kind of makes you a little uncomfortable with uh, how like close up and uh, targeted it is on the human body. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of our um, Discord friends were discussing uh, Ra and Titan and talked about how maybe she has a tendency to try to desexualize the female body. Hmm, interesting. So, could be true. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, She's mentioned that her films are about humanity and that nothing she does is intentional to shock or awe or be controversial, but only to serve the story and to kind of break down any social constructs around humanity. Uh, And she gives gender as one of those examples. So I could definitely see the gender construct in Titan, um, Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit here, too. But mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah. think uh, I think she's trying to show humanity warts and all in some ways. Uh, humanity at it, at its worst. Uh, warts and all. Oh, warts and all. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, maybe at its worst. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. 
And it is like bizarre best in, in some circumstances. Yeah. With her uh, in both of those films, like her main characters being, uh, you know, f- female driven movies. Uh, so you're saying there isn't like an implied like gender statement or role here with her work? I'm not sure if there is one as much in Raw as there in, in Teton, but I don't know. We'll, we'll talk more about it as we go through the plot and review it. I feel like sure. I've got some thoughts swirling around in my head about this movie that may not be solidified until we get to the back half of the episode. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, the music in this film was done by Jim Williams, who scored Brandon Cronenberg's Possessor, which is interesting because I think uh, Julia has mentioned David Cronenberg as an influence on her filmmaking. Mm, could totally see that. Yeah. And Jim Williams also scored Titan. Okay. Any cool. other background info before we hit the Ohio connection? Um, no, I think you hit, yeah, you know, you hit everything I had. All right. Well, as always, folks, our Ohio connection comes from our friend Alex, who owns the Jukebox Bar and Restaurant in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, swing by there if you're in the Northeast Ohio area for some good drinks and some good food. And Alex connects every movie to our home state of Ohio for us, and he says... Raw is a coming-of-age French horror drama film about a young vegetarian who tastes meat for the first time and develops a craving for flesh. On her first night, she meets her roommate, and they are forced to partake in a week-long hazing ritual, welcoming the new students. Hazing has been a problem across U.S. college campuses for decades. In 2013, student Tyler Lawrence lost a testicle as a result of hazing after being forced to lie down nude on a basement floor wet with three inches of water stuffed with hamburgers, then ball-gagged and finally being hit in his scrotum with towels and shirts that were tied with bald ends or other objects. Despite being painfully injured, he was then forced to sit up and swallow vinegar-soaked bananas. Lawrence was a student at Wilmington College located in Wilmington, Ohio. Oh, man. That is terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Man, hazing culture is something else, isn't it? It's really something else. It's fucked up. Also, there's like... Not that I can understand any of it, but like certain light hazing I can see. But how far gone are you when you've got somebody lying naked on a floor like it, with a ball gag in their mouth? Anytime a ball gag yeah. is involved, you just, you've gone too far. <laughs> and then you're hitting them in the scrotum like, yeah, ugh, gross. I, messed I know, up. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty, pretty monstrous. Uh, it's so crazy like that's a normalized practice, which sometimes I see this in films and I think it's being exaggerated, but then you read news stories like that and it's like, oh shit, what do, right? what's going yeah, on it, back there? It happens, I know. Yeah, it's messed up. Um, okay, buddy, well, let's start hitting uh, Spoiler Town. We'll walk through the plot in detail. We'll review the film. Uh, but do you mind holding on? I'm supposed to FaceTime with a cousin of mine who's going to college next year and he's struggling with his decision of what school and what to major in. I, th- I think he just wants to pick my brain. Do you mind if I go talk to him and then call you back? Oh, sure. No, that sounds good. All right, man. I'll be right back. All right. Okay, man, I'm back. Hey, were you able to help out your uh, your friend there? I think I was, man. He was like, hey, you know what, Brian? I'm going to be honest with you. I just want to go to college to party. <laughs> and I was like, my friend, 
Look no further than the veterinary sciences. <laughs> you know, those vet schools have a real reputation, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Did you find this pretty hard to believe? This is almost like part of what I have in mind when I think of magical realism. Like, this is just like so out there. Like the, the hazing aspect at like a veterinary school? Yeah. Like, I know you just said hazing is, is real and it does happen, but this is extreme and like... The teachers all know about it, and the kids are showing up to class, like, soaked in pig blood. Yeah, yeah. I know, and, like, no one's really questioning it. I don't know, man, because it's a, a foreign film, like, I wonder if this is more commonplace in, in France. Uh, so I kind of didn't question it, but do you think it was pretty over the top? I did, but, yeah, I got to wondering the same thing. I was like, oh, maybe this is just France. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you I also mean, like, see a scene of someone smoking in a medical environment, which we also mm-hmm. saw in Inside. So I'm like, okay, maybe that's a thing they do too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like a doctor, right? Yeah, smoking in yeah. a hospital. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think we just need to go to vet school out there. And uh, those parties seem like pretty amazing. P- pretty legit. Yeah, definitely didn't have any of that in Ohio. <laughs> Uh, Okay, so in the opening scene of this film, we see a car driving down a peaceful country road lined with trees, and a young woman comes sprinting towards the road from behind one of the trees, and the car swerves to miss her and crashes right into a tree. Uh, I kind of love the contrast of a peaceful outdoor scene juxtaposed against something violent or shocking, which we see from time to time in films, especially in the cold open of films. Mm -hmm. What did you think of this opening, Ashwin? I agree. I feel like the cinematography hits you right away of like, yes, it's such a great shot of like a quiet street. And like, it's just so like, uh, on, you don't see that coming at all, right? Like you just see a car driving down this road and it crashing. It's kind of a shock in like this yeah. idyllic uh, landscape. For sure. Um, yeah. And inside also begins with a car accident. Oh yeah. Good point. And uh, you could even say Titan has a quote unquote car accident of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you'd call it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we meet Justine, a young woman whose parents are dropping her off at veterinary school. Her older sister, Alexia, who also goes to this school, was supposed to meet them in the parking lot, but flaked on them. And throughout the first act, it's established that school is an adjustment for Justine. The other kids party way harder than her. Her roommate is a guy, which she was not expecting. He says something to the effect that it's okay because he's gay. Uh, And she's just thrown off in general by her new environment and the crazy hazing that happens at this school. In one particularly elaborate hazing scene, Justine is forced to eat a rabbit kidney, which is a dilemma because her whole family is vegetarian, as established earlier in the film. Uh, Her delinquent sister, Alexia, is now present in this scene and basically forces her to eat it, which is surprising to Justine because she assumes that her sister is still a vegetarian too. And so you think it's established here that her sister is no longer vegetarian? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Not long after eating the kidney, Justine develops a strange rash all over her body. The campus doctor says it's a reaction to food, um, some sort of food poisoning, and uh, she gives her some cream for it. And the doctor also goes on a rant about how one time she examined a girl who cried after the examination because the doctor was the first doctor she's ever had who didn't comment on her weight. Uh, and the doctor calls that that previous patient a fat girl. Did you have any idea why this might have been included in the film? I think so, because uh, I, I feel like this had to do with something around self-perception, because she immediately asks uh, her, like, how do you see yourself? And she says, oh, average. 
and like I feel like that's kind of challenged later on in the film. But uh, that, that was the only connection I could draw. What, what did you think? Sure, gotcha. I didn't think much of it at the time, but as I was thinking about this film as it was finished, I thought maybe it was a commentary on eating disorders. Yeah, that's a good point too, because like later on, I think like anorexia and stuff is brought up as well, right? Yeah, yeah, because there's a scene where um, later in the film where Justine's puking in a bathroom um, and some other girl approaches her and says, it's easier if you stick your two fingers down your throat. Right, right. And, and also film, that TV film titled Mange that Julia Ducorno has is about someone recovering from bulimia. So hmm, it kind of adds got it. up. Got it. So this is kind of like, uh, yeah, something around like eating. and uh, Yeah, the, I think yeah. so, maybe. Okay. So there's conflict throughout the second act as Justine adjusts to the crazy hazing at the school, the heavy partying, and her roommate being a dude. Um, but they start to become kind of close, it seems, in a weird way. And she's also reconnecting with her older sister, Alexia, which is not without its contentious moments because Alexia can be kind of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and in a scene where Alexia is trying to give Justine a bikini wax, Justine kicks her sister while she has scissors in her hand, causing Alexia to cut off one of her fingers. And when Alexia sees what happens to her finger, she passes out. And Justine calls 911 and tries to find the finger in order to save it, but when she finds it, she becomes overwhelmed with an urge to eat it, and that's what she does. And Alexia emerges from her conscious unconsciousness uh, just in time to see Justine eat the finger. What did you think about this scene, Ash? I mean, it's kind of like the buildup that we were all waiting for because you, you kind of know that's where this film is headed. But I, I thought this was like kind of a really cool, slow way to un, un, uh, or re- reveal this uh, and kind of like uh, show the the hunger come around and like how she starts just kind of like sucking at it and then eating it. Um, it was cool. But uh, yeah, I was, I was kind of worried about her sister like sitting there on the floor passed out and bleeding and that like she wasn't really attending to her. But otherwise, it was pretty cool and creepy. What, what did you think? Yeah, I thought it was a cool, you're right, it's a cool way to introduce the cannibalism, but I also feel like it would have been more powerful if the movie up to this point hadn't been so strange. Like, mm-hmm. there's just a lot in the movie going on that's hard to buy into, like the atmosphere of the college itself, and I think it would have packed more punch for me had it been like the first shocking moment. Oh, like had this come earlier in the film before it? So you were already like too shocked by the hazing and feeling like that was unrealistic? Yeah, maybe a little bit shocked by the hazing, a little bit shocked by, not shocked, but like the sisters are both trying to like pee standing up on the roof and you see the like close up of the bikini wax. So we're just kind of, it's like balls to the wall filmmaking, even though nothing big has happened yet. So I wouldn't have minded like a stronger pivot here. Oh, sure, like more of like a, a shock value. Yeah. Yeah. Here. yeah. I don't know, like I, I kind of thought it was a nice kind of gradual build because like at the, by this point she had that, uh, the, what was it, like a raw rabbit uh, thing? Yeah, rabbit kidney. Right, and then she had like kebab, then she's like eating raw chicken, and so it's like little incremental building, like getting weirder and weirder. But yeah, I hear you like on, on the outside of that there's like other kind of weirder, but I don't know, more natural stuff, right? Like the, the Brazilian happening, like that. that's a natural kind of thing it's just i guess unnatural in the way it was shot maybe or it's like yeah, yeah yeah right like i don't mean to say like hey and and you know that's maybe back to some of that discord combo about desexualizing the 
female body and that I shouldn't feel uneasy about seeing it that way. But yeah, right. I guess some of, and there's also just a lot of like very upfront factual shots of animals in uh, veterinary like medicine environments, <laughs> like being cut open or someone reaching into a cow's, cow's ass. ass, like pulling shit out. Yeah. yeah right. There's a lot of that yeah. where it's just very upfront and in your face with random gross crude stuff yeah but it but it's shot in a way where like it doesn't feel overproduced or anything it, it feels like it's just very realistic um and i, I heard saying maybe, maybe the hazing is like kind of unbelievable but, but like i think if you were to stick your hand in a cow's ass and pull it out that's kind of what it would look like right yeah i mean I've, they very well may have actually done that and, and just filmed it that that very i assume that was real yeah yeah uh, so I, I don't know, like part of me felt like this was very grounded so far and like the relationship between her and her sister felt like really like nuanced, like how you would expect like two distant siblings, not like too distant, but you know, two siblings who haven't like seen each other for a while to be potentially. So I, I felt like kind of bought in and like at, at this, the, the speedos like ramping up and getting kind of crazier at. All right, cool, cool. Um, so at the hospital later, Alexia tells their parents that the dog ate her finger to cover for Justine, uh, which is suspicious. And then we get a sequence where Alexia reveals uh, that her and Justine share this affliction. They share the desire to eat human flesh. And Alexia shows her the ropes about it uh, in a way. She kind of takes her under her wing. And she shows her this little routine she has of sprinting towards the cars to cause a car accident like we saw in the cold open so that they can eat the victims. And here's another scene, Ashwin, you mentioned how you were kind of concerned about Alexia lying on the floor bleeding and Justine not seeming to feel quite as shocked about that as she should. I also felt Justine didn't feel quite as shocked that her sister just caused two people to die in a car accident. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that was, that was a little understated for sure. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was crazy, man. Uh, and did they like really have a conversation before... They did this because when does she find out that like Alexia like also does uh, eat people or eat like is like a cannibal? I, I th- it, think yeah. it's short. It might even be before the uh, finger cutoff scene. At some point, she just finds the same cream in Alexia's uh, medicine cabinet, uh-huh. implying that Alexia had that rash as well. Oh, that's what that cream was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay, okay. I think it's kind of like slowly unraveling, and you you start to understand it before you really are told it outright. It, interesting, because I, I feel like they, they didn't talk about it, but then she does that stunt with the car, and Alexia's like, or Justine's just surprised that like, holy shit, what are you doing? You're, you just killed these people, and, and you're eating them. Um, and she's like, yeah, I'm doing this for you. Uh, I thought that was like kind of like her finally realizing that her sister does that, but she knew before that. You think? I think so, but I'm not. I can't remember that well now. Okay, and then one thing to call back to when she's going out to get kebabs, she passes like an accident on the road that she like looks into. Are you? Do you assume that that was also caused by the sister? Oh, I forgot about that. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't tell if that's like what they were alluding I, to there. I think it probably was. And that's okay. another thing. Like, I don't mean to pick this the logic apart, but like, is her sister doing this constantly on that road? And like, <laughs> right. no one's ever like just swerved and missed. And then like, had there been reports like there's this girl like running into the road repeatedly <laughs> or like all the accident yeah. victims on this road 
are eaten partially. Yeah. It's it doesn't seem like a scalable strategy. Right, right. Also, the airbags yeah. don't go off. For oh these yeah, yeah. These old uh, French German cars. Right. I <laughs> did, yeah. I didn't know if that was just a thing, and the safety standards were different. <laughs> no Ralph Nader over there. <laughs> uh, shortly after this, the vague sexual tension between Justine and her roommate Adrian comes to fruition as the two of them have sex. She bites him a bit more than he's into during their lovemaking, and she ultimately has to satiate herself by biting into her own arm just to fend off her urges. Um, Later on in the film, Alexia betrays Justine's trust by taking a video of Justine totally wasted and trying to eat a cadaver in front of half the school at a party. They some reason seem to have these wild parties like right next to a... (laughs) <laughs> morgue a or morgue. like cadaver room <laughs> yeah man that's where the craziest parties are <laughs> yeah their parties almost seem like they're in like a slaughterhouse for the animals or like some sort of yeah medical yeah. warehouse it's strange it's so cool man such like an underground club scene <laughs> <laughs> <It's> awesome <laughs> did you were you following her character tra- trajectory uh, here because I think this is one part like, I feel like throughout this film she's kind of coming into her own in a way or like discovering this part of her but then, like, the, when she shows up at this party, just, like, totally blasted and, uh, like, loses it, like, on, on like, doing shots and stuff. Um, did you feel like that came out of nowhere or did you feel like that was, like, a natural evolution of her character? I feel like, hmm, somewhere in between. I wasn't necessarily on board with her entire character arc. There's also a scene somewhere in here where she's, like, looking at herself in the mirror and she's putting on lipstick and kissing the mirror and everything where yeah. she's kind of owning it. Yep. Um, but yeah, then we jump to this totally wasted scene where she's making a fool of herself and her sister just totally manipulating her and humiliating her in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Did it feel like a jump to you? A little bit. I, I couldn't understand like why she was losing, but I, I think you're right. It ties to like her, like kind of, um, yeah. Right, Cause right before this, I think she does that or she puts on the dress. She's like kind of becoming this different person. And so, uh, I guess this is like who she is now. Uh, showing up at these clubs, kind of owning it more in contrast to like that first party she went to where she was just trying to get to bed, I think. So, right, uh, or maybe she's kind of forcing it, like, mm, yeah. you know, like she, she's trying to too hard to be someone she's not, and this is what comes of it. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, that could be it too. But I'm after this hard. video, she's she's kind of a pariah now at school. Not quite as much as maybe she should be if you're trying to, if there's a video trying to eat a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> if someone's drunk and trying to eat a body, I don't know, would you hold that against them? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, if they're really wasted, you could brush it off to be yeah. any number of, yeah, that's fair. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so she's pissed at Alexia and jumps her when she sees her on campus, and they get in this massive fight and start biting each other, like big time, like ripping off pieces of each other's flesh. Sorry, I sound like a broken record here, but the kids witnessing this fight don't seem to react the way you should to people, like, (laughs) ripping chunks of each other off with their teeth. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I I guess, like, what are you supposed to do? Like, don't they try to break them up uh, eventually? They do, yeah, yeah. But, like, it just feels like there'd be people screaming in shock and calling the police. And Oh, sure, yeah. um, The next morning, Justine wakes up next to Adrian... And after, uh, presumably they've had sex that night or whatever, and she wakes up to find that he's not breathing, his leg has been eaten to the bone, and he's got a stab wound in his back. She then finds Alexia in the room with blood pouring from her mouth. 
And Justine is furious at her at first, but then she calms down and escorts Alexia to the shower, and she washes the blood off of both of them. And the film ends with the family coming to visit Alexia in jail. Her and Justine have a bit of a touching moment on opposite sides of the plexiglass visitation booth. And we later learn from Justine's father that Justine's mother also has this affliction, and he found out the first time they kissed. Um, And if the viewer hasn't done so already, it's probably at this point that the viewer realizes that the scar on Justine's father's lip is probably from a scenario similar to one earlier in the film where Justine was forced to do seven minutes in heaven with some random dude, and she bit his upper lip off. Justine's father opens his shirt to reveal all sorts of scars where Justine's mom probably has been biting him, taking chunks of his flesh, and he tells Justine that she will find a solution and the film ends with Justine, like, crying, right? I think so, yeah, in some kind of, like, emotional state. Yeah. And that's it. That's how the film ends. Yeah. <laughs> pretty. What did up. you think? Uh, di- disturbing film, man. Uh, some pretty crazy uh, shots and, and an interesting story. I, I mean, I, I thought it was like really well done. The characters were great. Cinematography, I think, from the start is, is really good. Um, the music and the, the production around it felt very good. And I thought the character development and the story, the, the arc of the characters felt great to me. So uh, I, th- I thought it was really good. What, what about you? I feel like I agree with you on all like the technical fronts. I think it's I have no beef with it on a technical level. Mm-hmm. But I just was not on board with the story as you may have been able to tell from my plot walkthrough. Like I didn't get it. Like I I thought it lacked heart. Um I guess the story was competently told but not entirely interesting or maybe it was I was interested but not invested. Hmm. Okay. Like, I thought almost all the characters just seemed, like, cold at best and kind of cruel at worst. And Alexia especially, like, I just didn't understand their bond. Like, I understand the the bonding a little bit from Justine's perspective. I I think the biggest uh, connection I felt to the movie was empathizing with Justine when you're in college and maybe, maybe there's some nights where you feel like partying, but... Sometimes at college it feels like you can't like just get a moment to yourself to be an introvert. That's what you were feeling this whole time. Well, yeah, I mean, for the first act, first half of the movie. Yeah, yeah. You felt Um, bad like she didn't have her own like personal freedom or space. Yeah, right. (laughs) Take a nap. I mean, I ate people in college, but that that wasn't hard. But yeah, finding some time to myself was challenging. Yeah, sure. Well, that I mean that that is so uh, such a big part of the college experience is you go from you know being a single kid at home because your sister was gone to now like being thrust into this environment where you're surrounded by people. So I, I thought that was kind of an accurate portrayal of maybe someone transitioning to that kind of environment where yeah you're being hazed, you have like a new group of students or friends or people you don't know that you're trying to fit in with and stuff. So right. that's where that's where I think some of the heart of the movie came in and like how Justine like kind of. Uh, was there for her, but like in a kind of nuanced way since they were, they had like obviously friction between them and stuff. Yeah. And I do think Garen's um, Marile, <laughs> oh God, the woman who plays <laughs> Justine did a great job. I think it was a great yeah. performance. Yeah. Um, I th- did, did you notice like how her character, like her whole appearance, like shifted through the movie? 
and, and just like how I, I feel like the beginning of the movie, like she's looking like pretty healthy and stuff. But then as the movie goes on, she's like, I don't know, like almost like becoming more and more like blood hungry or something. And you can kind of like see the change in her appearance. Yeah. As it goes. Right. Yeah. That was, that was impressive. Sure. But you didn't um, feel like there was a lot of heart between uh, the characters. Like uh, you didn't feel like that was like a really uh, a relationship you could buy into or relate to. I didn't see it. No, I mean the relationship between Alexia and Justine. Yeah, yeah, mostly them. I didn't. I didn't buy into it. I just felt like Alexia was pretty cruel and like standoffish. And then they're bonding again, like because why? And like, what did Alexia do to earn that bonding aside from just? Being Justine's sister in a lonely environment, which may have yeah. been, that may have been exactly what the film was saying, but it was just unpleasant to me. Like, I didn't like Alexia. I'm not sure that I was meant to, but mm-hmm. I, I think there was also just like one thing after another that made it hard for me to buy into the movie. Like, the over the top hazing, like, her parents seemed, and maybe this is realistic, but as far as connecting with people in the film, her parents seemed kind of cold. Like, yeah, they just kind of dropped her in the parking lot, like no pomp or circumstance. And that's that. Yeah. Um, she gets paired with a man as a roommate. That's hard to believe. Like the hazing is like teacher sanctioned. It seems that's hard to believe. One of the teachers is a total dick to her in class, basically for being the smartest kid in the class. That was a little hard to believe. Like, yeah, one thing after another to me was a tough, by and like sure. naked people all over their the parties it was just so outlandish and over the top i think <laughs> that was totally curated and intended by the director mm-hmm. but it just put this vibe on the movie that i couldn't get on board with got it yeah 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 i, I definitely hear a point like those uh, especially from like our culture uh those those like definitely feel like a lot of red flags like not really realistic right from like what, right, what right, and yeah, this, maybe yeah. there's some cultural, some things lost in translation here. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like that, that, I watched this movie, I just assumed, okay, yeah, that's France. That how that's how it goes. But maybe <laughs> that's not the right mentality. So yeah, that, that's a good point. I, I I don't know. Yeah, those things didn't uh, jump out to me too much because I thought at the at the core of this movie is really just about uh, a teenager going into this new environment, uh, trying to be who she is. Like, uh, And I think, I kind of felt like there was a parallel between her and her roommate, who's this gay guy, but he even like calls out that he's kind of been hiding it for 20 years, and now he's there, so he's like kind of more able to be free about it. And this is like her on, on a parallel scheme. Like, this is obviously like in her blood. Her mom does it. Apparently her sister's been doing it. And her coming into like her own of like uh, learning this about herself and like uh, taking this on. So that part of it uh, felt like very um, believable or, or viable to me, but I hear you. The environmental of like the environment around it all is kind of uh, shocking. Yeah, right. And I mean, yes, it's a coming of age story for sure. But yeah. I just don't really necessarily understand the arc of Justine. Like most coming of age stories, and again, this is like a a extreme french film it's not meant to be like cut carbon copy of like a steven spielberg coming of age film but she never seems to fully make peace with herself but she never seems to fully self-destruct either it's just kind of a meandering character arc to me and justine 
Alexia kind of takes up too much of the space in the film, in my opinion. Maybe some people see that core relationship as the film itself, which I, I, sure, maybe. But I think I wanted a bit more of a clear arc, either good or bad or me in, like more of a roller coaster ride than it was. I guess it was a roller coaster ride. I'm having a hard time articulating why I don't like this movie. But I guess her arc just seemed kind of like muddled and clouded to me by Alexia's role in the film. I don't know. Yeah. Which, which but, if I, I guess if you're bought into that relationship, you wouldn't feel that way. But as someone who wasn't bought into it, maybe mm-hmm. that's my weird little perspective. That's a good point. Uh, you know, I, I think in Hollywood, coming of age is like, yeah, you're right. Like there's like a linear path, character like struggles. And at the end, like they've come out, like they know something about themselves. And like that's uh, you go from point A to like point B or C or whatever. And, and in this one, there is like no clear like uh, like she's not like in a better place at, necessarily at the end. But it's kind of a, a evolving journey where she's like discovering this aspect of herself. And Alexia is kind of like a mentor in a way as like an older sibling might be. That's, you know, there's this was going to be drama and friction between them. So uh, if that that part kind of uh, it felt like like Justine was coming from like a place of suppression as like, you know, being a vegetarian her whole life when in reality, like she was supposed to be a cannibal. So was, isn't this movie about someone like recognizing their own instinct and playing to it and like kind of adapting to it and realizing that it's like in their blood? Yeah, yeah. I mean, coming to terms with who you are. That's definitely a coming of age theme. Yeah, yeah. And even like their relationship, like I hear it's like kind of up and down. Um, but like even at the end, like, you know, she's like cut off her sister's finger. They've bitten up each other, but they're still like uh, waving to each other at the prison, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I guess. I, yeah. <laughs> just so out there to me that it becomes hard to take seriously i think the juxtaposition of that outlandishness in an otherwise realistic environment is hard for me to buy sure (laughs) the the, the realistic environment being like uh what like vet school yeah like a a world that otherwise abides by the rules of logic aside from there being way more hazing than in the real world presumably sure yeah yeah and the ability to just knock off motorists on the roadway right right without (laughs) consequence yeah exactly it's just like an open buffet going out there (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah there were definitely like some stretches here that were hard to buy into do you think it was eating meat itself that turned justine into a cannibal or was it just the timing like i know like certain conditions make themselves uh, like rear their heads w- around the age, college age for a lot of people. So oh, was it just coincidence or was it the rabbit kidney that made her the cannibal or that like switched her into cannibal mode? And if so, did Alexia then force her into the like cannibalism? Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I don't feel like Alexia forced her because she was already eating the finger before uh, Alexia converted her, right? So she was already kind of going down that path, which makes me think like if she had done that earlier, like before she went to college, like two, three years before, I think like just eating a a bite of meat would have like kind of triggered this whole progression. I think Alexia probably just enabled it once she saw that, oh, okay, she's eating fingers now. Let's let's bond on this and and, uh, take this further. But if if the eating meat is what turned her, Alexia forced her to eat that kidney during that hazing scene. Oh, yeah. So that would have been Alexia, like, forcing her to become cannibal, Mm. even though maybe she could have avoided it her whole life if she hadn't eaten meat. Interesting, yeah. Remember how, like, 
riled up her mom got when they were in a restaurant in the opening of the film. Right. When, or, or like in the first act of the film, when they accidentally served Justine some meat. Yeah, right, right. Good like, points. I wonder if that was what that was about. Like and like, why is her family such strict yep. vegetarians? Or even her mom, like, yep. why a vegetarian now if you know, like, you need human meat? Right, right. Well, do you get the impression that the mom is still, like, eating the dad, even though, like, she's eating at restaurants and eating vegetarian otherwise? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my, my interpretation was, uh, and I, I, yeah, that, that, that's a really good point. I, I think the, the mom uh, knows, like, yeah, if, if my daughter eats meat, she's going to turn into this. Like, that's going to be the gateway to cannibalism. So she's, like, protecting her daughter from that. And then you're saying, like, Alexia knew that and gave, made her eat the meat then, right? Yeah, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, 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 that's that's really interesting. Or maybe Alexia didn't know if uh, she, like, if if, uh, Justine would have the same reaction as Alexia did. Maybe, maybe she just wanted to find out. Yeah, right, right. Interesting. Uh, Do you think that there's any juxtaposition or commentary on humans eating meat? Oh man, uh, not not that jumped out to me. I mean, I know we see like a lot of interesting shots around animals and talk about like pigs and pigs' blood and stuff, but uh, no, I, I didn't feel like this was a critique on humans and and meat eating. Did you? I thought maybe it was possible. Like, it's just so convenient that we're seeing all these images of animals and we're at a school to help animals. Mm-hmm. And this is a, a film about eating a vegetarian who then ends up eating human meat. Oh, yeah. Right. So I couldn't help but think if there was maybe some commentary in there, but I'm not entirely sure what yeah. it was. Like, I didn't know if maybe her affliction represented society's affliction with uh, eating animal meat. And I didn't know if maybe the kids of at the college kind of ignoring the urgency of what was going on here, like that there was a cannibal among them. Yeah. Um, same way, like, society ignores, like, how animals are treated in the average factory farm. Right, right. But that could be just reaching for me. No, you know, I, now that you say that, I mean, there, there's a dialogue piece where she's talking about how monkeys can be raped and, like, the students are kind of laughing at her right. for that comment. Uh, I also thought when the two sisters are fighting and they're biting each other and they're being restrained, uh, it kind of makes it look like they're almost like two animals, like the way they're being held back sure, from each right. other. Sure, right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think you're right. Maybe there was some kind of commentary here on um, the, the the correlation between humans, animals, and meat eating. There was also a line from the campus doctor when she came to her with the rash after eating the kidney where she said, if everyone else was jumping off a bridge, would you too? Oh, yeah. And I thought that could have been commentary too about how we all just kind of go along with, uh, and I'm not trying to shame anybody, but uh, most of the U.S. population eats meat. Well, most of the world right. population probably eats meat and... Most meat comes from places where animals are treated horribly, but we all just sure. kind of conveniently look the other way. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's pretty normalized. Yeah. But yeah, and I think the eating disorders commentary is perhaps more appropriate. Um, I, I think, like, even if you're not specifically commenting on eating disorders, like diet, especially nowadays, it feels like diet is kind of identity. Like... Whether you consider yourself a vegetarian or you're paleo or you're gluten-free or you eat too much or you don't eat enough or especially for young women going into college, I would imagine. So, yeah, 
Uh, I think that could be one of the social contracts she's constructs she's trying to break through. And and I think uh, so. Her words. I think so. Yeah, and, and that's where I see the parallel between her and her roommate. Uh, he's like defining his sexuality. She's defining her eating preferences. I guess. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 How does how do these certain things define us, and how do we figure out who we are, or are, are we any of those things anyway? And the true self is underneath all those things. Exactly. Exactly. Um, hey, would you? Do you think this is a horror film? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think it's not scary in any way. It's not a traditional horror film, but I think that the main characters, I think the body horror element and the psychological element of what's happening to my body and like what have I done, what am I doing is enough to make it a a very like internal and understated horror film, but I think it's safe to call it a horror film. Interesting. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. I felt like it was missing like a, a villain um, or like any kind of like being worried about someone or someone being under attack or something. It was very much a individual's journey and it, it's disturbing and like kind of shocking and stuff. But um, yeah, I, I, I didn't feel like it was like clear horror. I struggled between like calling this horror versus like a drama. But you're right. It's definitely body horror elements in, in there. Right. Like there's no villain in the fly, but that's horror, you know? I, I, I would yeah. compare these, the trajectory of the main character um, in an argument for this being horror. Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, did you feel like it was very gory uh, as, as much as it was like hyped up to be? Not nearly as much as it's hyped up to me. Like there's a lot of blood and there's some gore, but I wouldn't even. I feel like if you and I were to rank all the movies we've discussed on this podcast in terms of gore and um, explicit violence, this would be probably in the middle of the pack. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I was expecting a lot worse. Yeah. Um, what else? What else do you want to talk about? Um, let's see. Uh, here. Oh, so the intro, uh, who was that? Was that the sister doing one of her random kills to eat someone? Right. Yeah, I've got to assume that was the sister. Okay. Um, the other question I had was uh, right before the end where you realize that that one guy's dead. Uh, there's a scene of all the people on the campus just kind of like walking around aimlessly and coming together. Do you remember that scene? Oh, I don't really remember that scene. Oh, it's just like really weird. Like uh, it, while she's like waking up in bed next to uh, her roommate who's like now dead. It was like shots of like people um, kind of like just wandering around campus. And I wonder now if uh, it's kind of what you were saying before around if everyone were to jump off a bridge and like her not being part of the pack anymore, if that's what that was an allusion to. But I don't know. That was was kind of a a weird scene. Um, Do you think, what do you think about like Julia Ducorno's statement that she never puts anything in the films deliberately to be controversial. She's just trying her best to serve this story. Like, I can hear that and respect it, but then part of me is also like, I don't know, you've got a shot of someone like sticking their hand up a cow's butt with shit falling out. Like, <laughs> I, I suppose an argument could be made that that serves the story, but yeah, I don't know. I I... No disrespect to the director, but I rolled my eyes a little bit at that just because of mm. some of the shots like that that were in this film. Just 
Um, mm-hmm. Like even just like the egregious partying and like naked students everywhere. Uh, right. Just yeah, it, it was but, hard for me to to not think that maybe she does do that. Yeah, yeah. Same not, with Teton. Right. They're definitely shots that like definitely get, like shocky, right? And yeah, uh, are, are right. disturbing. But for a movie where you have someone who's like eating people, uh, I feel like she kind of like it could have been a lot more grosser. You could have had more explicit her like gnawing on someone. Uh, so maybe like the actual or like the true horror part, like she kind of downplays. But like then you have alternatively like these crazy parties or cows with shit coming out of them and stuff. Right. Um, right. Does she, does she like <laughs> do do one instead of the other? I guess. Yeah, right? It's a weird choice, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is really weird what she focuses on with her camera. Um, Let's see, anything else? Well, maybe we'll just jump to the rating. Uh, Zero to five bikini waxes gone wrong. What do you give this movie? Oh, man. Hey, do you think that bikini wax ever came off? They never showed it coming off. Yeah, like something got stuck there and they never showed how they got it off. Yeah, so she's still walking on that uh, so I, I gave it three uh, bikini waxes never coming off because I, I think, you know, going back to your original point, technically this is like really impressive film. And I, I did like the characters and the story at the core of this between like two sisters kind of coming into their or like one coming into her identity and that journey to do that. But for me, like some of the horror elements I thought were missing and I would have liked to see more of that to define this more as a horror film. Uh, it felt too much more of like kind of a coming of age story rather than horror to me sometimes. Gotcha. Uh, what, what about you? I gave it two and a half bikini waxes gone wrong because I respect it and I appreciate all the technical elements about it. I also feel like part of me is just too dumb to like <laughs> yeah. get what everybody else sees in this movie. Yeah. Um, but I just, uh, I thought it was a little nonsensical. I had trouble connecting with the characters and it seemed a little bit like mean spirited and depressing to me. Oh, yeah. Um, so I don't know that I really liked almost anything about the story but i appreciate the filmmaking mm, yeah film milking uh it was, it was really well done so the film milking was great film milking was so good how about when they reached in that film's butt and pulled the poop out <laughs> just pulled all the shit out <laughs> yeah yeah i you know i i i feel like this the the, the movie overall had like a pretty like bright feel to it like it was like really well lit and the, and the shots were like pretty well done, and the the music and the scoring uh, was was all pretty well done as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I think on a technical level, everything was fine. But at the same time, I'm not. I don't remember sitting there and being like, "Wow, this cinematography." But um, mm. I think uh, I don't always notice that. I, I think sometimes you notice it more if it's bad. So sure. Acting? Uh, were you a fan of? I was a fan of the acting, especially the leads. Uh, performance i thought that was very well done and she did a good job making me care about that character even when the story was not making me care about the character sure sure yeah yeah that's interesting i i I found myself like caring a lot about this character uh i don't don't know there's just something about it i think there was a performance as well as like that character arc uh that i was really bought into sure cool man well anything else before we wrap up uh no that's all i got all right well that has been our discussion on raw everybody Thank you to all of you who requested it. I know so many of you love it. I'm sorry that I specifically was kind of down on it. Um, But if you enjoyed the discussion, you can give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, or you can talk to us. You can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email, uh, podcast at horrormovieclub.com. 
Uh, horrormovieclub.com is our website, so you can find the social links there and the social links drop down, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, that's where we'll discuss, where we'll talk. <laughs> Twitter and Facebook is where we tell you what movie we're covering next week. And Discord is where we are talking with a bunch of other horror movie fans and podcast listeners. So come hang out there if you want to talk horror movies with people. Our logo is done by Amy May Popart, so check her out on Etsy.com by searching Amy May Popart. We have a Patreon page for a dollar a month. You can gain access to a growing amount of bonus content uh, and support the show financially. We really appreciate all of you who do that. And until next time, if your friends are pressuring you to do something you're not comfortable with, stand your ground, or before you know it, you'll be eating everybody you know and your sibling will end up fingerless and behind bars. <laughs> Depending on who your sibling is, that's not a bad outcome, is it? Right? I, I wasn't unhappy to see Alexia in jail, I'll be honest. <laughs> you really didn't like her? I really didn't. I mean, she's totally, she humiliated her sister yeah. in front of the entire school and videotaped it. Like, yeah. How do you get over that to, like, then believe that they have this touching moment in the prison? Like, I don't get it, man. (laughs) Yeah, I don't buy the way these people operate in this film. Sure. French, man. French. I guess it's the French. (laughs) Suck it up again. (laughs) Somebody French who's listening, tell us. Tell us the ropes. Yeah. Is that what veterinary school is like?